Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello again. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots. We're going into the garage area. We are having a ball doing it as well. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network, joined by 25-time and uh, championship-winning crew chief, uh, 25 race-winning championship-winning crew chief. Sometimes I say that so fast, it just kind of yeah, all blurs together. together. His name is Todd Gordon. How are you, Former Todd? crew chief. How about that? Former crew chief. There you go. How are you? I'm good. I'm Fantastic. good. What a... What a... Woo! Glad to be sitting on this side of the fence, right? I you that has been a common. There's been a couple common themes this year, and the one common theme related to this show and you is, man, I'm glad I'm not one of those guys. What a uh, chaotic, chaotic finish yeah. to the to the roval itself was fascinating, just because of the the way that race raced, and you knew when that caution came out that we took what was a lackluster roval race and turned it into chaos with yes. uh, with one with, with with one sign on the racetrack it turned upside down. And Adam Stevens had to be just licking his chops oh, yeah. when the first six cars didn't pit, because as you look at it, the twenty car went there with only one agenda. The, the one thing. only thing that they they the only focus of the day was we need to win this race. Right. He's riding around in seventh place. Um, they kind of hung in that that. So, Sixth, seventh, eighth place yeah. all day long, which, I mean, really for where the Toyota camp has been, relatively speaking, on the road decent, courses, yeah, pretty decent deal. The top six stay out. I mean, if I've got to win, I'm, I've got four laps to go. I can't beat them straight up. No, I'm going to put tires on and have an advantage on them. And and, yeah. and I think it'd be curious to see. And maybe it's one of the questions for uh, for our guests later. Yeah, we but, got Wally Brown, the competition director for for Joe Gibbs Racing, joining us. I feel like Adam Stevens executed that perfectly i think there was a pressure adjustment more like qualifying right i feel like he was on top of that where some of the other cars weren't because i mean harvick was leader coming to that yeah the the yeah. second to last reason still finished second right on so 30 lap good. on 30 lap good. old tires well the 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 tire thing was fascinating and and we documented i was doing pa there and we documented it joey logano paul wolf they won stage one yes they came out 23rd yeah they raced only to 21st in yes. stage two. So passing and tires. So Adam Adam probably did something as far as the air pressure and stuff for those tires, yeah, I'm he, assuming. He uh, he he took advantage. He short-pitted both the stages to keep his track position. Yes, he did. Um, but I got to believe that, I got to believe that pressures were up to, to what you would do to qualify. Right. Because that's, you know, I mean, yeah. you look at these cars and and that's, that's what they've got left and they make speed out of it. So yeah. you don't have to go 10, 12, yeah. 14 laps. No. You, and and honestly, it worked out great for him because you, you you go your two, and sometimes if you blow the tires up too much after two, they go away. Right. But then we had another caution. Yeah, exactly. And you you got to know that late in a race and a cutoff race at a place that has seventeen turns of contact. Yeah, absolutely. The cautions bring breed cautions. Breed cautions exactly. So, um, it yeah. was it was Adam. I, I think I think you're right. I think Adam executed this race flawlessly from keeping in the hunt, keeping in the top ten. And then opportunity fell into his lap and he seized it. Yep. 
that's what a crew chief does. That's 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 what you guys were. That's what you were doing. That's what you guys were paid the big bucks for because you've got to execute that strategy. And the day had lulled people into I'm not going to pit because to what you talked I'm about, right? The, the the 22 and 24 finished first and second in stage one. Right. And they were non-factors the rest of the day. No. Nope. Just exactly. just because you yeah. couldn't make up for that. And um, the only car I saw drive a little bit far forward was uh, after stage one. I thought the five car recovered. They yeah. scored stage points in stage, stage two. two. Um, but and then 22 is did as well. But that's only because everybody pitted short pitted in right. front of short them. Right, short pitted in front of them. Yeah. Um, it was a tough going for, for, for guys to make passes with the next-gen car. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Are there? We saw a lot of chaos around the playoff bubble, mm-hmm. uh, and we end up seeing the defending champ Kyle Larson out. Yeah, uh, we see Daniel Suarez out, mechanical. That was just you know, the power steering, whatever there, and then Austin Cindric just. You know, it's just when you get to this level, performance has got to be here, and and I think Austin was was just a, a a tick behind it, basically. Yeah, I was surprised to see the errors made in the day. Yeah, uh, amongst all the playoff guys. Right. I mean, I mean, if you go backwards through your list, and Jeremy Bullens made the call, made the made the the piece on the radio, he he messed up the call on stage two. Right. They stayed out to try to get stage points and never got them. Never got them. And that buried them in the field. They he lost. Needed, the he needed to flip. He needed to realize that they weren't going to get stage points. And flipped that stage and, right. and, and pit three laps before. Right. And he missed that call. And that inevitably put them in a position. I know they were they were there on the bubble, it, but they were on, there on the bubble because they gave up 12 spots. Right. And, and, and they were pitting. The only reason, and they were there in the bubble because other guys were struggling too. It yes. was they, yeah. they needed help. They had some help from other guys. I mean, the one car had issues. He just flat hit the wall on his own. Yeah. The five car. The five car. The, there's no reason the five car. I, I Yeah. I have a ton of appreciation for Kyle Larson's talent. I do too. And and I think the fact that he can run up on the ragged edge all the time is part of why he could drive forward in, in stage two. But, I mean, he hit the wall on his own. Yeah. He, he had to can't... come fix the toe link and go five laps down because he hit the – it wasn't like somebody ran into him. Right. We're living in a world where it's like, uh, what about this, what about this, what about this? If – Kyle Larson, and if you know my background, the sprint car background, mm-hmm. I am as pro Kyle Larson as anyone on the planet. If Kyle Larson doesn't drive that car into the wall, it doesn't matter what what all of these other scenarios are. It doesn't matter if he doesn't drive the car into the wall. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a little surprised. You know, the the situational awareness piece, mm-hmm. and this is I, I mean I I think back to and I, we talked a little yeah. bit about this in the prep to it, but I think back to Jimmy Johnson, the first Roval, yeah. he's in. Right when he's running second to Martin, but he Truex tries Jr. to beat Martin Truex Jr. spins out and gets himself out. Like yeah. that situational awareness thing, I just don't see how 
I don't I don't know how guys miss that. And yeah. really, at that point in the race, after stage two, they've scored sta- stage points in both of them. Yeah. Give me 80%. Right. Let's just... Right. Let's just ride the day out. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm I love the I love the racer. I, I'm I'm with you on that from the championship thing. I love that Jimmy tried to go for the win, but boy, it was a big roll of the dice, and they lost. I, it was a bigger it was a bigger loss than probably the win would have been. We won the war. <laughs> you won the war exactly. That's you know what right. I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. It's fascinating dynamic when we in in racers and 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 great race car drivers sometimes they can't help themselves. Yeah. And that's and that's a that is a great thing. They can't help themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. but but that's where that's, that's where to me a spotter and a crew chief need to help them. Yeah. So get get back we're, get we're, back in, into the whole piece here. Yeah, so absolutely, it's it's just one of those things. And really, the drive of the fourteen car of Chase Briscoe, right? After getting spun out in the first caution and being and and used up, mm-hmm. put tires on. The first lap they went to green, he passed nine cars in that lap and got himself into position into a transfer right. position into a transfer position. The only team in the round of 12 that had three top 10 finishes, Chase Briscoe. How about that? How about that? The team that won the first round was Christopher Bell. They were the most consistent team. Yes. Chase Briscoe was the most consistent team in the second round, and they're both in the round of eight. So yep. we'll see what happens. Fascinating stuff. It really is. And we have got a fascinating guest as well. Wally Brown is the competition director for Joe Gibbs Racing. Cannot wait to talk to Wally. We'll talk to him next. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back. It is Crew Call, the new home of NASCAR Roots. Well, the new home this year of NASCAR Roots, and we've got a full year. It's like the it's like the next gen car and yeah. the new home of NASCAR Roots. We're done with both of those. That's okay? flow, flow racing. Flow racing, exactly. The home of NASCAR Roots. So so glad you joined us here, and uh, we are joined on the guest line from over at Joe Gibbs Racing in Huntersville, North Carolina. He is the competition director over there. Wally Brown joins us. Hello, Wally. How are you? Good morning, guys. Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. We had uh, Wally. We kicked around your name last week and said, you know, we need to dial up Wally. We need to dial up Wally. We just need Christopher Bell and Adam Stevens to do something spectacular to really do this. How how about that from Adam and Christopher on Sunday at the Roval? Boy, I'll tell you what, that was that was that was well done. 
Yeah, I mean, certainly something that no one was expecting, especially from our side. But I mean, I think it just goes to show you, I mean, you know, anything can happen and you never give up. And, um, you know, it was awesome to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought they executed the race, you know, qualified in the top 10, I think, what, eighth and and uh, and committed to flipping the stages, maintaining the track position, we're in position. And, and I, I honestly thought, I thought, you know, Adam had to had to just salivate when he saw six cars stay out in front of him. Uh, with the opportunity to come put tires on. But I feel like, you know, Kevin Harvick, who was leading that deal at the end, uh, still finished second on 30-lap old tires. So Adam had to execute something a little different to set up on that that pit stop, whether it's tire pressures or something like that, to to get Christopher where he could make the run that he did. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, you know, his car was probably, you know, was definitely probably the best Toyota and, you know, I think even, you know, Kyle talking to him after a race, he was like, I was on fresh tires and he says, I could not pass the four car. He's like, I tried. And so obviously, you know, the 20 car, you know, they were just, just a little bit better, right? Just enough. So, so you talked a little bit about that and brought it up, um, you know, with the common parts that we've got with this new car and we've, I mean, it's been documented. Several people have talked about it, even within your organization, the Toyotas have been, I'd say markedly off at road courses. How, how can that happen when everybody's got the same parts? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, uh, I wish I, I knew that answer. I mean, we are, we have every road course, we have tried different setups. We've tried, I mean, we are constantly working on trying to figure out, you know, why we're lacking speed and we just haven't been able to, you know, figure it out yet. And I mean, you know yourself, it's like sometimes when things are going well, um it's just easy and you don't know why it's just it works and then when things are going bad sometimes you you obviously you can't figure out why either and it's just you know hopefully we'll just keep throwing you know just keep working hard at it and trying things and you know eventually we'll figure it out i mean i'm confident we will in time but it, it's it's been tough definitely the lack of practice i think and yeah. the opportunity to do some of that stuff makes it more difficult to to work forward we all have simulators and things like that but that it doesn't give you all the real racetrack experience that you need, does it? No, certainly not. And, you know, when you have things like, you know, the tires getting hot and the fall off throughout the run and the brake fade and the brakes and, you know, it's just so complicated. And, you know, and like you said, with the limited practice, it's not like you can do long runs and really figure out where you're at. So it, it's a it's a it's a constant battle. Let's talk about your uh, two remaining drivers, teams, combinations that we have going into the playoffs. You have Adam Stevens and Christopher Bell, and you have uh, Chris Gabehart and uh, Denny Hamlin going forward. Um, you got 25% of the round of eight, and I've got to feel like you're pretty comfortable with the, 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 the two bullets you have in the gun as you go into this next round. Yeah, I, I mean, we feel good about it. I think that, you know, this next round of races, at least, you know, Vegas and Homestead are tracks that will be good for us. I think, you know, historically we've run well, you know, we've already got a race under our belts at Vegas. We tested at Homestead that went well. So, you know, we're, we're excited about those two. Uh, the spring at Martinsville was very, we struggled big time there. And so we're kind of worried about that, but we did test and learn a bunch of things. So, um, you know, I think the first two races, we got to score a lot of points for sure though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely look at you. Uh, I mean, you were you were first and second before a late race caution at uh, at Vegas in the spring race. Um, look for that to be a great place for you guys to get back to. Uh, you brought up the organizational test at Homestead. Who went and per- performed that test for your organization, and, and how does that carry forward for you? Yeah, I mean, we basically we got an opportunity. We basically had um, you know, 
Martin drove, Danny and Christopher. So we got all three of those guys in there. Kyle didn't make that one, but um, so they all got some lap times, you know, got some laps there. And, you know, I thought we learned a lot. It was a really good test, productive. Um, we seem to have good speed. So we're, we're, I think we feel pretty good one, pretty good about that one. You have uh, an interesting dynamic there. And I'm always curious about this, Wally, because you've got two teams that continue on in the playoffs and two teams that are not going. But obviously the two teams that are not moving on, Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Busch's team, they've got sponsors and crew members and guys everyone's looking for. Does, though, that change a dynamic a little bit up there in the shop? Or is there a point where it changes the dynamic that we've reached or not reached or, or not at all? I mean, I think that, you know, obviously to say it doesn't change the dynamic at all would be, you know, not true. But I think that overall, I mean, it's it's business as usual. And I think that, you know, it's everyone's got the same goals and trying to, you know, work hard through this season and, you know, do the right thing. So I would say overall, it's it's pretty normal. And and you you talked through it and brought up the three of them. How does Kyle leaving the organization change the dynamics of what's going on within the shop? Well, it's tough, right? Because, you know, he brings so much to the table. Um, you know, he has such his feedback and what he, you know, his, his, this racing experience and what he brings to us is so valuable. So you don't want to not include him in everything, right? Like, cause he, he's still helping us every week. And I think that to say, you know, you're not in a, a competition meeting or something like that would be a mistake. So we try to include him, you know, on everything. And he's been real great about that. And, you know, it's been a respectful thing, but, you know, like I said, you know, we were working on some things for Homestead for next year and, you know, some concepts and, you know, so he didn't go to that test. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of a give and take a little bit, I would say. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's very understandable as far as that goes. When you look at uh, bigger picture stuff, Toyota Racing, um, you guys over there, um, you know, Joe, uh, uh, 2311 Racing as well, um, Kurt Busch in the mix, a veteran, a lot of knowledge, a lot of savvy. Obviously, Kurt's on the sideline now, but that dynamic between those uh, those teams and everything like that, is it is it kind of a six-car effort or is it a four and a two? How How does that work, Wally? Yeah, I mean, we have a really good working relationship with those guys. I think that, you know, a lot of the employees that work there and run that organization have worked at Gibbs that, you know, I've had a lot of, you know, worked with them closely throughout the years. So for me personally, it's kind of just like a six car team in essence. Um, you know, we we share, you know, all the information. We work well together. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's still, you know, when the green flag drops, you know, it's kind of us versus them to, you know, to a degree, right? Like we want to beat them and they want to beat us. So it, it's a healthy uh, relationship, but it's definitely still still competitive. And, you know, I'm happy when they win, but obviously not, you know, it's not the same as if a JGR car wins, right? <laughs> The bonus money's not there, the right? The bonus money's not there. <laughs> As they continue to grow, do you see that that maintaining that, or do you see them becoming more of their own entity in, in that respect? Well, I think that, you know, that's a, another thing where you have to consider, you know, where the sport is going and, you know, how with limited resources, what's the best for both teams, right? So, you know, does it make sense for them to do – you know, to build, to hang their own bodies and for us to do it separately, or we better continue to work together and try to, you know, to do it one way and be more efficient and, you know, spend our money on other things that we think that can make us go faster as a group. So I think that, you know, again, it's a balance. Um, I think they want to do some things on their own and, you know, and that's fine as well. There's, there's a couple of pieces I want to go off of that. And, and, uh, 
um, you know, as you talk about spending money in the right places, the next gen car has brought up kind of it's a different set of challenges and a different place in mindset really to go find speed. How's that transition been? It's been difficult for us. I mean, I think that we all kind of knew it was going to happen and we were kind of like, you know, we knew, but it's, we really weren't prepared, I think. So I think that after this season, we've learned a lot. And I think that, you know, you're starting to, you know, again, you're starting to shift your resources where you think they need to be. And I think that as we can start, focusing on the simulation more and, you know, having a better understanding of the tires and things like that. I think over time, you know, I think you will see some of a a gap once again, in some of the cars performing, but I think right now it was so new for everybody that there's a lot of parity right now. Yeah. And, and one more that I wanted to build off that, that your Mm -hmm. comments there, uh, it, it crossed my mind as you talk about the six car team. Um, do you guys internally, is there, is there discussion about, how we how they can grow that 2311 team to more cars because as i look at speedway racing and and i'll I'll say i've said this i think i said this on this program if not i've said it on the other i feel like if the toyota camp had 10 cars not six that denny hamlin has 10 wins not whatever he's got like denny's that good but i don't feel like as speedway racing has become more manufacturer kind of team driven uh i feel like you guys are a deficit in that respect yeah, absolutely. And that that's a constant struggle for us because, you know, we'll have these strategy meetings for the speedways and we're like, well, we got six cars and, you know, we're going to pit on this lap and, you know, one guy slides through his box or this or, you know, he gets a bad stop and now we're down the four and, you know, we're we're in trouble. So we, you know, a lot of our strategy is dictated off what the other teams or the other OEMs do. And, you know, we have to we'll see what the Fords do and react off of them or the Chevys and, and like you said, at the end of the race, you know, a lot of times, you know, we'll only have three or four cars left due to, you know, crashes and stuff. So it's 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 not ideal for sure. Wally, you've talked about the challenges of getting your arms around this car. Todd asked you about getting the speed around this car. The grind of this season, this car, this past off season, all of this, I know we're four weeks away from the end of the year and you guys still have a lot of business to tend to before we get to Phoenix and through Phoenix. But I can't imagine as a competition director that when you get through Phoenix, I know you're working on next year. I know they're not closing the doors down, but there's gotta be just like a really, really uh, a little bit of a chance to breathe when we get done at Phoenix. Cause this grind has gone back into last season with the development of this car. Yeah, I would say for sure. And I think especially, you know, it's been really tough on like the road crews this year with, you know, the the schedule, you know, they haven't had a week off and it's been a real big grind. So I can tell you for sure, those guys are looking for some time off. And so they're, you know, they're digging really hard now and, you know, they haven't had many days off like in, in weeks, like probably 10, 12 weeks. So, you know, it's been really tough for them. You know, the shop based crew, you know, it's a lot more structured and organized. And I think that, you know, it's a, it's a little more business as usual for them and kind of routine. So it hasn't been that bad, but from all, you know, from the race team side, definitely it's been a struggle. And, um, you know, I think even going forward to next year, you know, like you said, you want to kind of take a breath, but like, there's so much change coming, you know, we were talking about, you know, safety updates and body updates. And, you know, it's kind of like starting all over again from parts and pieces and all the struggles we had at the beginning of last year, I think are going to happen all over again. So we'll see. Oh, do, do you see the off season bringing you testing like we did last year from NASCAR standpoint? 
as as the new pieces are developed or are we past that where it'll be more of a normal off season for you i think it will be i mean as far as i know i don't anticipate any really um emergency type tests or anything like that i think there's already a tire test scheduled in january so i think that's kind of i think the off season will be okay in that regards we don't know exactly. You probably have a better insight into this as far as what all NASCAR is looking at changing. I know there's been so much talk about the safety in the rear clip and everything like this. Wally, I mean, are they major changes? Are they minor? I don't know that there is minor changes because everything is so technical, so competitive. But how significant are the things that you're hearing coming down the pipeline for you guys? I mean, I think it's a, it's significant enough that, I mean, when you're talking about a rear clip and bumper yeah. structures i mean it's you know it's rebuilding a complete car obviously but i mean the way they you know they they go together fast and stuff like that i, I don't feel like it's going to be a, a major issue to to make these changes it's just the when will the parts be available and when will we have access to them i think mm. yeah familiar <laughs> sounds familiar yeah <laughs> we, we did hear that for about six months didn't we yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly hey uh as as we look at you know talked to talked about kyle leaving but part of with kyle leaving is at kbm has left the development program for Toyota. Does that put more on you guys' Xfinity program to take that driver development piece forward? Yeah, I would say that's, you know, I think that that's really important, right? I mean, you can kind of look at our driver lineup and, you know, we're kind of a little bit of a mix now, but we got some guys that are, you know, looking to, you know, probably retire in the next, you know, how many years, I don't know. But, you know, we definitely have to keep, bringing this young talent up. And I think the Xfinity program for us is, is good for that, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Lots going on. That is for sure. And you have lots going on away from the NASCAR world, Wally Brown racing. Okay. This is a flat track motorcycle team. You founded this team back in 2019. You've got a couple wins this season. Um, didn't you have enough going on? What was what was the decision like for you to add a flat track motorcycle racing team to your schedule, to your life, to your to to everything? Why? Well, obviously, yeah, I didn't really think that through very well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, for me personally, you know, I've um, you know, I've always been around motorcycles, and that was kind of my thing growing up through my family. And I always wanted to do motor, you know, be involved in motorcycles, but. Um, you know, my dad was like, that's too dangerous. You're not doing that. So we're going to go, you know, do race cars. So that that's kind of been, you know, the way it's been for me my whole life. But a few years ago, I was like, you know, I, I always wanted to be able to, you know, have a team and run some races and, you know, just to try it. And, you know, just because I, I love it. It's a great sport. I don't know if you guys ever uh, followed it or the American Flytrack series, but it's great racing. I, I believe the, uh, I think it's owned by NASCAR and the France family, actually. So um, they're big supporters of it. And, you know, I think it's like an 18 race schedule, but, you know, just to your point with the busy schedule, we've only done five races this year. So, but uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun and it's a good challenge. It is. That really is cool. cool. Your grandfather, I was doing some history, your grandfather, Walt, he used to race Indian motorcycles. So this is a family legacy for you. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He uh, he worked at the Indian factory. He managed the, the factory race team. He raced, he hill climbed. Uh, my dad raced. Uh, he worked at the BSA motorcycle company. So yeah, it's kind of a, a family thing for sure. That's really cool. That is cool. Do you Are you a factory aligned team, an independent team? I don't even know how that works. Yeah, I mean, basically, we have some factory support from uh, KTM. So uh, that's our first year running KTMs this year in the uh, production twins class. 
Well, a couple awesome. of wins, including Springfield. I know that's one of the big historic races. So got to feel pretty good about that. That's got to be, that is, is, is it, a, I mean, I know it's a lot of work and a lot of energy, but it's got to be a neat diversion for you as well to, 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 to take your mind off from the NASCAR side and put it over on that side. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of fun, you know, like it's chance to get your hands dirty and don't get a yeah. chance to do that very often anymore. And, you know, just to be able to use the experience you have in, you know, a different form of motorsports and be able to apply it to something else is kind of fun. So I, I totally it. get that. Todd, Todd's, Todd's totally over get here getting his hands dirty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always had car projects going in the garage because I, I, I managed all day long. I want to work on them. So yeah. I, I get that completely. And I got to think that, you know, sometimes getting a different perspective, it's racing still, right? But it's 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 different. But a different perspective sometimes refreshes your head going forward and what you've got going on. It, it can be a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, you could argue, you know, some might say it's a distraction and this and that, but others might say, you know, it could help you. I mean, you look at, you know, some of the different drivers doing dirt racing and things like that. They, you know, they think it makes them better. I mean, it's, you know, I, I go wrong with that approach as well. You know what I mean? There I we go. That, you know. Good stuff. Wally, always great to catch up with you. We appreciate the time. We wish you the best as we continue on into the round of eight with your with all four of your drivers, but the two drivers that run for the playoffs. And uh, wish you the best. We appreciate you joining us. Yep, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There we go. Wally Brown Jr. joining us from up at Joe Gibbs Racing. Stay with us. More Crew Call in just a moment. Welcome back to Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing. We are the home, or Flow Racing is the home of NASCAR Roots. Over 1,300 live events and on-demand events. You can go to flowracing.com slash go MRN. The headline of this week, the Arkham Menard series uh, from the Bullring at Las Vegas. So Friday night racing over to Bullring and then NASCAR Cup Series and Xfinity Series rolls over to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Again, flowracing.com forward slash go MRN, flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. And Todd, when we look at the round of eight and we look at Las Vegas, what stands out to me as I'm looking at this, Chase Elliott, the points have been reset. Mm -hmm. Chase Elliott up 31 from the cutoff point. There are 20 points between Joey Logano, who is number two, and Chase Briscoe, who is number eight. Yes. That so, Chase Briscoe can be tied with Joey Logano at it, the end of stage two yeah. at, at, at Vegas. That's mm -hmm. how tight this thing is. Yeah, it is. And uh, we've. I don't think there's, I mean, we've seen chaos through the yeah. first two rounds. What would make us think that we're not going to see it this round, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, more traditional round with two mile and a half, you know, mm -hmm. and and honestly, two of my favorite racetracks. I think Vegas is really cool. Um, it's rough. Yeah. It's the second roughest racetrack we go to, Charlotte right. being the roughest, I would say. But uh, so you got to handle that. You got to handle through the bumps. You've got to go through that. You know, the shock stops will be a challenge yep. for these guys. We'll just just those, how you balance all those things. Have, and, yeah. Um, and then Homestead, which I, I, it's just my favorite racetrack I, yeah. I, of all the racetracks. I think Homestead is, I, I was disappointed when the championship went away from Homestead because I thought it was a perfect challenge for everybody, but, uh, glad, glad to see it back in the playoffs yeah. and, and being a, a pretty important race in it with all these guys as well. I talked about, they did a test up there, mm -hmm. the, the guys that it, it's going to be fun to see what happens this weekend, the car that can win this weekend, yeah. I think is the odds on favorite to win the championship. Because they've got three weeks to work on their on their Phoenix stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, for us in 2018, yeah, we won the championship by winning Martinsville. 
So you guys won early on. That was we won Martinsville. That was you know opening right. race of this. That, that was, was the, the one race. where it was us and us and 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 Martin Truex. Oh yes, I remember that one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I I was like I I got done with it. We were side by side. Martin cleared mm. us to come down the back stretch for the right. last lap. I I said to Joy, I said, "Well played to get yourself behind him." He said, "No, I just beat me." Like, well, <laughs> you weren't going to beat them from the outside. So, uh, but but winning that race puts you where your 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 yeah. shop. Everybody is focused on the championship because you are in it. You're not trying to get in it. You're now in it, and and that I think this weekend is a, is a great reward for somebody who wins. I think it is also, and I think I think because we we have a traditional race in Las Vegas, a traditional race at Homestead, and there is a lot of concern about Martinsville. Yep. There's a lot of concern, and we're just going to have to see. We don't know what the answer to Martinsville is. To me, it's like to me, it's like you win this week at Vegas, you win at Homestead. You're sort of like Chase Elliott at the Roval. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah we we got we got shoved out of the way. Okay, but we'll go get him next week. I think you I, I think you set yourself up not having to worry about that wild card, whatever Martinsville's going to be. Right, and so this weekend you're going to have Kyle Busch or Kevin Harvick win. So yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then Tyler Reddick and and Kyle Larson are going to battle at Homestead up well, up on the wall. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and everybody's going to be worried about getting to and everybody and all eight of them have to go to Martinsville with a nightmare because that's how the 2022 playoffs have run. That but, is, uh, but yeah. it's uh, it, it'll be really it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, the new car has made the field tighter. Yeah, no and I doubt. think that's part of what's brought. You know, we haven't had just the playoff cars dominating. We've we've had yeah. non playoff cars in the mix every week. Um, I mean, Kevin Harvick was going to win if mm-hmm. if the caution yes. does, doesn't right. come out. You know, the, yeah, se- he was, the he second was, one. Yeah. Chase Elliott was going to win if another caution came out. Came he was out, gone. He was but, long gone. But, yeah, but the first one. I mean, Kevin Harvick was in a great position, and then that caution comes out. And, I, yeah. Wally would probably argue with me and say yeah. that that Christopher was going to run him down, but right. I'm not sure where that was going to be. Yeah, but, hey, it's just. Just the way it is. It's going to be great. Um, I, I do. I do. We 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 generally. I do want to go back and mention this as well. Um, colleague racing. Mm-hmm. Um, not only their first time, both cars were in the top ten. Both cars were in the top five. Yeah. Um, I, I think AJ Allmendinger, and, and I love that AJ is getting another opportunity to go yep. Cup Series racing. Uh, that was well. announced last week. Yeah. Um, and I'm also glad Daniel Hemrick is back with the Xfinity Series. Colleague really has this thing rolling, but. We are seeing Justin Hilly came out at the Coliseum and we're like, oh, my gosh, this is great. This is great. And then he kind of settled in. But I think we're seeing Justin Haley over the last month or two at the front of the field. I think college racing is setting themselves in a really nice spot. I do, too. I really think if you look back at it, I think that Justin Haley's run forward was set back pretty hard when Trent Owens had a four week suspension for a wheel coming off. Yeah, you're right about that. And that that pretty much because as, as Wally talked about. This, I mean, the learning curve of this car has just been immense. Yeah, and you took and, and when you took him the... away from being Trent away from being at the racetrack for four weeks, I think that hurt right. that program. I mean, Matt Swiderski does a great job with that sixteen car for him. Sure, but that's a challenge too because you're rotating drivers through, so they right. didn't have any continuity at the racetrack for a month. And I yeah. think that's that's a month that kind of set, set them back. Them you're back. starting to see them continue their work forward. Um, I, I'm excited to see what happens with. That program being a two-car team and, and AJ being there every week, it's it's going to be – the sport's awesome right now. <laughs> no, it is. It's like you can go through every one of these scenarios, and it's just so exciting. It really is. You're sitting there. You, you got to – I left Talladega, and I'm like, man, if you're petty GMS, you got to feel really, really good about where you're mm-hmm. at going forward with Noah Gregson and with Eric Jones. And mm-hmm. then I leave the Roval, and I'm like, man, if you're college racing, you got to be feeling really, really good. Both are accurate. Both are right. Yes. 
wow, where's this go? This is pretty cool stuff. The, the thing this has done is it stole a little bit of the, okay, if I'm if I'm Hendrick Motorsports or Team Penske right. or Someone's JGR, take those, I mean, yeah. they aren't just on this pedestal or Stuart Haas at, at one point on this yeah. pedestal anymore. They're in the mix. They're in the mix. Exactly. It's become, it's become, yeah. I mean, that's why we have so many winners this year. No doubt. We There's 20, I, I mean, Mm-hmm. I can lay out. We've had what nineteen winners? Uh, yeah, I think so. Nineteen or twenty. Nineteen yeah. or twenty, and Martin Truex hasn't won. Ryan Blaney hasn't won. Brad Keselowski hasn't right. won. I mean, there's still guys. I could put have... twenty. I could legitimately say yeah. there's twenty five guys right. every week that could win. Right. And Easily. You, and you, yeah, exactly. And not, not be stretching. Right. So what? What a great place to sports. In. It really is great, great stuff. That's for sure. Las Vegas Motor Speedway is where the tour goes to, and our friends at Performance Racing Network have the coverage all weekend long. We get back busy at Homestead Miami Speedway. We get the final three: Homestead, Martinsville, and Phoenix, and can't wait to get back to the racetrack. So fun, fun stuff, and great catching up with Wally Brown. Wasn't it? Pretty yeah, cool stuff. Awesome, Love awesome. It. What a great guy. Yes, absolutely. So we do appreciate Wally joining us, but more important than all of that, thank you for joining us. This is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing the home of NASCAR roots.